welcome to In My Shoes. It is a podcast for women of color where we talk about the issues we face each and every day. Uh, this journey and this thing called life, y'all. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson. And this is another solo episode because May is my jam, y'all. May is a very iconic month for me. And I'm going to call this one my daughter, my birthday, and my mental health. Because those are three major things that go on in May that obviously are important to me. Number one, it is Mother's Day and I am the mother of two. So, you know, Mother's Day is a big part of who I am. May is my birthday. May 14th is my birthday. So that's a big deal. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And as you know, part of the reason why I started this podcast was for my own mental health and to um, bring more awareness to the importance of mental health in communities of color. Uh, so first, let's talk a little bit about my daughter. Uh, as I said, she's part of the inspiration for this podcast. I needed an outlet to be able to talk about what it was like to be raising a child with a mental health disorder who is now a young adult. And I think the last time we spoke, uh, we were back and forth in terms of housing. Um, I think my daughter has kind of run through about four places that I'd found for her to live in the last maybe two years. Um, she doesn't like rules. She wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And most places I found have some sort of supervision, some a little more freedom than others, but there's still rules, curfew, cleaning up your room, cleaning up after yourself. You, you may be able to have guests, but they can't spend the night, etc. And um, the last place I found, I don't think she lasted three months before they were ready for her to go. And she surprised me by um, finding an apartment on her own. And uh, the worst part is the rent <laughs> is probably almost double what she gets in terms of disability. And, you know, keeping a job is very difficult for her. And I said to her, you can't pay this rent. And I, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but I'm not paying the difference. Well, you know, there are lots of programs, especially right now, that will help people with rent. And so she's been able to cobble it together longer than I thought she would. Um, the downside is that, well, first the upside. So the upside is at least for the last few months, I haven't had to struggle with her about where she's going to live. Um, and so that stress for now has been lifted. The downside is, oh, y'all, it's only a matter of time before that comes back around because these programs with this money isn't always going to be there. And what are we going to do? What is she going to do? And, and I have to retrain myself. What is she going to do? And that's how I present it to her. What are you going to do when there's no more funding and you can't pay this rent? Uh, because I think it's important for her to understand that her father and I can't be her monetary safety net when she goes out and creates bills that she cannot pay. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she called all stressed out because they turned the lights off. She had a, a past due balance and there was enough money in her account to pay a current or, or to pay the past due. But she still had a current uh, balance. Right. So you pay the past due, but you still owe these people money. So in a couple of weeks, they're going to turn your lights off again. Um, you know, she grew up with cable and Internet. So she went out and got cable and Internet, never did pay that bill. So they were about to send that to collections. Um, and so because they are paying more on her rent, 
I said to her, we need to get these bills caught up. And I thought we had everything worked out. And about an hour after I paid everything, she calls me in a tizzy because some part of the rent needed to be paid and it was behind and they were going to start eviction. And she's talking a mile a minute and on and on and on. It's the middle of my work day. And I'm going, hey, calm down. Let's cut to the chase because I've learned that all of this set up in the emotion is just getting ready for the ask. And so I'm like, honey, let's just get to the ask. I, I got, you know, well, I got to have this amount by tomorrow or they're going to keep going and we're trying to put me out. And so, um, you know, I've learned and I'm, I'm still working on it um, that I have to take a beat when I get those types of calls from her because it's a matter of I don't want to understand all of it. Because I'm trying to get better about what I need to get involved in and what she needs to handle because it's a mess that she's made. So, um, you know, I took a step back. Okay, she has the money. She's saying that they're going to put her out. I said, you know, give me about an hour and I'll get this money transferred to you because I had work to do. I have a job. And she has to learn that her emergencies cannot become my emergencies. You know, I have a life that I have to live. I have work that I have to do. And while jobs can be very understanding at the end of the day, these people want their work done. (laughs) So um, I made a wait until I had a moment to get to deal with whatever she had going on. Um, She still wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it, no matter what you say. Uh, We don't always catch all of the the nuances or all the information. I think I told you guys last time she almost got hooked up in what I almost felt like was sex trafficking. I'd never heard of it where you can, you know, live on the hotel property and work for the hotel and they were going to send her to Tennessee and they had sent her a ticket and all of this stuff. So once I began to ask questions that she should have asked, it was like, Oh, I didn't know. Right. Um, And it's the same with this apartment. You get this apartment and you go and make all these bills that you cannot pay. (laughs) Um, And so you know, I, I, I caught the, the the cable bill up because I didn't want to go on her credit. But then I promptly told them, you know, she apparently, from what I found out, gets basic cable as a part of her rent. So we're going to turn off the regular, this cable stuff. And you qualify for a subsidy with your internet access. So we're going to put you on the subsidy so that the internet is less. Because the less I can have to pay bills with her money. The more there is when she I don't have any clothes or I lost my ID and now we got to get another one. Or, you know, um, I used up all my money for food in two weeks and now I don't have any money to eat. So if I can reduce the amount of bills she has coming in when this other stuff comes up, we're not having to always pay. Because, as you know, when there's no more money, she thinks that there's a bank of mom and dad. Um. She still can go from zero to 60 in just a matter of minutes. You know, I talked to her one minute and and that's the that's that's the thing. Right. For uh, those of us who are uh, in this struggle, you want to be excited and happy. Like I want to take comfort in the fact that for right now, at least I don't have to deal with where she's living. But look how quickly that's that turned one minute. It was fine. And then the next second they gonna put me out. So it's like I can never get comfortable Cause I don't know when the next shoe is going to drop. And I feel like if I'm not ready for it, it's going to really blindside me and throw me for a loop. So I'm always like on high alert with her because you never know. I've been, you know, 
half asleep and she calling with some nonsense about her and some boy and they you know he took my you know purse or or you know they don't you know, got into some argument like it, it just it can just happen like as quickly as you can snap your fingers uh, and so along with y'all do know I have admitted on more than one occasion that I will call blocker when necessary um, there are just a few things that I've had to learn to put into place so I don't pick up the phone after a certain time of night when she calls because there's never been a time that I picked up the phone and it was really like legitimately she needed to talk to me at 1 a.m. <laughs> so um, I still t- stick to that. I don't answer after a certain time. Um, I will disengage in a conversation when need be. So, you know, the other day she wanted to now that she knows they're paying some of her rent. Of course, she thinks that the money that's left over, I should be able to give her for spending money. And I will give her some spending money. It has to be frustrated not to have a few dollars that you can control. Now, remember, if you give my baby five dollars, she's spending 55. But she still should be able to have some money because I'm still a strong believer that she's never going to learn a lesson if I stop teaching it to her. So even if I have to do it 100 times, maybe that 101 time she'll get it. So I give her a little bit of spending money. And um, I put the spending money in her cash app. And the next day she asked me for money again. And I thought, I said, I just put money in there. Well, she had signed up for like a subscription. You know, how you get the apps and, you know, you may have to like, let's say it's uh, Apple News or Apple Music, whatever it is. Right. And that's a reoccurring bill. Well, she had put her cash app card number on there. And as fast as I put that money in there, Apple took it out. Now it's, well, why were they able to do that? And how do you turn that off? And well, I just need you to send me a couple more dollars. And well, I don't see where you sent it. So after a few minutes, I said to myself, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm not answering another question about this, at least not tonight. And so I just stopped texting back. And eventually she gets the hint and she lets it go for the night. And then maybe we pick it up a couple of days later when I'm in a better space emotionally or mentally. But there are times when it is exhausting. And so I just decide, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm done with this conversation. And there's no need for me to say I'm not talking about this with you anymore because she's just going to keep going. So I just I just stop. I I just I don't text back Um, because I, I at that moment we're just going around and around and around and it's not getting any of us anywhere, either one of us anywhere. And so I just don't. Um, and that's where we've been the first of the month, as you know, is always the worst time for me when it comes to her calling and asking a bunch of questions because she know that check has dropped (laughs) first of the month. Right. So, um, it'll be hectic for this first week or so of May. And then after that, it'll die down a little bit until she realizes we're getting close to the first of June and then we'll start the process all over again. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm in a weird spot with her right now. I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure how much longer this apartment thing is going to go. And I have no idea where she's going to go if it falls apart. I, I, I have no, I'm just asking the Lord to have a ram in the bush because I'm still committed that um, living here is not an option for my own health, for the health of my husband and for the health of my son. Um, it's it's just it's you know she still isn't at a space or at a place in her life where she's willing to accept that rules apply to her too and um, the coming and going and whenever you please and 
refusing to clean up after yourself. And I, I, I just, you know, you got to lock up your refrigerator because you're going there and ain't washed your hands. Like, oh, I don't, I just don't, I just don't. <laughs> so um, I know that for now, that still is not an option. And she knows it too. But, you know, there are only so many bridges you can burn before there are no more bridges. And then what do you do? So I'm in a weird spot as it relates to that. Um, she's not on, still not taking her medicine. Um, her last two visits with the um, doctor, I did, and just kind of gave him an update because I I, just, I can't get her to cooperate. So, um, you know, she's um, doing her thing, and some days are better than others. And um, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm still praying and, and holding out hope that this thing will stabilize to some degree. Uh, but I just don't know. Um, we're still probably no further along in terms of maturity. And that's really the the heart of the matter for my daughter. Not only is it the emotional struggle of just, you know, her emotions being all over the place in general, but she's very immature. Um, that's a part of the, um, the, the, the disorder for her. Um, it's the lack of maturity. Um, so it's not just the fact that she can be, um, emotional and have trouble regulating her emotions but she's also very very immature so um that's where we are with my daughter and of course um as i said may is my birthday month and this year marks the last year before i will uh start in a new set of digits so i'll be 49 this year uh, next year will be the big five zero, And so I've given some thought to what does this birthday mean? I've never been somebody who's big on celebrations. I have a girlfriend who always laughs at me because if it's Monday through Friday and it's my birthday and she asks me every year, what are you doing? Today is Tuesday. I'm going to work. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, right? <laughs> For your birthday, I'm going to work. It's Tuesday. Um, but I do think that uh, as I I'm turning into a new chapter of life where empty nesters and have been for a couple of years now and still kind of easing into what that means. Um, this birthday for me celebrates or, or means this uh, ability. I've been able to get in touch with more of my creative side and, you know, making these journals as I get back into journaling and uh, being able to go to vendor events and watching people enjoy something that I put together that I created has been an honor and being able to use that um, as a way to encourage um, mental health, because there's one thing I always say about journaling. It's it's a judgment free zone. I can write what I'm feeling and there's nobody around to judge me. And so, um, you know, encouraging other women to do that and watching them embrace it and being able to use the proceeds when we sell the journals to help our nonprofit. Um, you know, my sisters and I have had the nonprofit for a while, Sisters Empowering Women. But this year's birthday to me represents a rebirth of even that, because as two of us were raising children and we were all working full time jobs, we weren't always able to give it the attention we wanted. Um, and now that I am an empty nester to some degree, I'm able to really dive back into the things that uh, bring me joy and happiness outside of my children. Um, who always bring me joy. I love my babies, but you know, they are beginning to leave, lead their lives. You know, my daughter as much as she can. Um, and so it's a time for me to, what is it that you really want to do? 
Um, and I'm finding that a lot of the joy and what I really want to do comes with the nonprofit, you know, watching these girls as we give them a gown for prom or homecoming when they wouldn't have been able to afford one and the look of pure joy when they find one and it fits and they look so beautiful um, has been really rewarding. Uh, the chance to expand the nonprofit um, is what this birthday represents this year. We'll be, I'll be able to help with more of that. Uh, so that's what 49 is going to be for me and what I plan to celebrate. It'll be low key with family and friends. And, um, you know, I'm still not about that life going into restaurants a lot. So um, unless my husband and I can find a place we want to try out where we can eat outdoors, I'll be uh, doing takeout and I'll come home and watch a favorite movie and just celebrate the fact that I'm still here. Praise God that uh, I was able to make it through this pandemic when so many weren't. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do for 49. And so that'll be on the 14th of May. And I am um, looking forward to that and looking forward to being able to continue to explore um, what it means, what this part of my life really means for me. Um, so I'm super uh, blessed and excited to be able to do that. So we've covered my daughter. We've covered my birthday. And the other reason why May is so monumental for me um, is I am passionate about uh, the importance of talking openly about mental health. I think it's time to pull back this stigma, pull back this curtain like this is some strange thing that we should, you know, whisper about privately. Um, I, I want people to boldly walk into this season of um hey i i'm struggling and i need help i was listening to a program and somebody on the program said um sometimes being a strong black woman means admitting when you need help um and i think for a lot of us women um you know we have to we feel like we have to wear wear that that you know i'm i'm a strong black woman um, but it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say today just, <laughs> this just sucks today. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a good friend or a good girlfriend of mine. We talk daily and uh, she called me up and she was having to go into the office. And, you know, it was just one of those days where it's like, oh my God, the traffic is horrible. You know, I'm trying to get my daughter where she needs to be on time. And then I got to go into the office and it was just a lot. And she kept telling herself, she kept saying to me, well, you know, it could be worse. And I'm grateful for my job. And, you know, I just heard her trying to give herself that pep talk. And finally, I said, sis, I, I know what you're trying to do. But it's OK for you to take a moment to feel that it's OK to say this just sucks. Like, I'm just not feeling this today. There's no shame in that. And there's no reason to feel like you're being ungrateful for what you have. If today you just it's just one of those days you know I told her it reminded me of the commercial that I'm sure many of you have seen and it's a young man talking about the fact that he has depression and all of the in air quotes helpful things people say and it's stuff like you know you just gotta fake it till you make it or um you know think about all the people who have it worse than you I mean, it can't be that bad, can it? You know, all those things that people say that they think are being helpful when it's really not helpful. Um, depression is not about um, 
not recognizing that there are people who are worse off than you or faking it till you make it. People who are depressed are not depressed because they want to be. You know, people struggling with a mental health disorder are not struggling because they want to be my daughter as much as she can get on my nerves. Sometimes I have to remember that some of this stuff is not because this isn't what she wants, but it, it this is what it is. Right. And, you know, I wanted her to know you don't have to. Of course, you're grateful for your job. Of course, it could be worse, but it doesn't negate how you feel. And we should be able to walk in that and not feel guilty for it or not feel like we're somehow not being grateful for all of the things that we have. Um, you know, I think that what makes mental health and mental illness such a mystery to people is they're looking at what they see on the outside, you know, and, you know, people look at my daughter and I've said before, sometimes they think I'm the one that with the issue because, you know, she's able to. I don't know, get a, get a lease or, or, you know, do she's so bright and she can do this and that she can do it until she can't, you know, and that's just, that's just the truth. Um, and I think sometimes we look on the surface, but if you peel back the layers, you find that what you see on the surface, there's much more to it than that. You know, my heart has been so heavy over the last few days and weeks, with a number of young people, people in, you know, just people, period, who have felt such despair that they felt the only way to end the suffering was to take their life. You know, Naomi Judd was 48 hours from being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, from being celebrated for all of the wonderful things that her music has been able to do for people and the great music that she shared with the world and she committed suicide. You know, you look at, I believe it was Miss USA and she jumped to her death a few months ago. Beautiful girl, had a great career in communications, you know, interviewing the stars. I mean, great career. But whatever was going on with her, she felt that that was the only option she had. You know, another young girl, I believe it was Southern University, who was on the cheer squad, you know, left this note before committing suicide. Um, and so this thing is real. It's, it's real. And I just want us to become more comfortable talking about it and removing the shame from it. There's no shame in getting uh, therapy. There's no shame in saying, I'm just in a funk today. I'm just not emotionally equipped to deal with whatever today. And I need a minute. And you shouldn't have to feel bad. And I and I, I hope that we can really stress that this month. I also hope that um, for those of us who maybe don't struggle as much for whatever reason. And, and I think that sometimes, you know, we all put that cloak on. But for those of you who maybe feel like you're not really struggling, I hope that you can find the grace and compassion for those of us who are, <laughs> you know, for those of us who are are really feeling it. You know, even as a caregiver, it can mess with my emotional health, my mental health. And so I have to be careful of that. Um, I'm so grateful to have a village of people that will let me vent, of people who will make a phone call for me dealing with my daughter because I just right now, I'm like, I just can't today. I just can't, <laughs> you know, for people who will lift me up, um, let me have my moment 
and not just tell me, you know, oh, don't worry about it or it'll be fine or, you know, none of that. They just allow me to vent and to feel what I'm feeling. And I think that's so important. Um, I hope that we can find the grace for each other. Um, I hope that we remember to check on one another. Like you see a lot of those um, things in social media, check on your strong friends because it's the ones that we think are strong sometimes who are struggling and they are afraid that they're going to let somebody else down if they admit it. You know, have you ever been that friend that everybody wants to go to with a problem? Well, who do you go to when you have a problem? You know, who who's your sounding board? Who's the person that is there for you like you're there for other people? And I hope that we really examine that and show each other a little kindness and grace. If there was ever a month and a time to do that, it is now. I mean, we have come out of a tumultuous two years with this pandemic and now it's inflation and now it's Ukraine and now it's, you know, um, you know, we think it's over and then there's some new variant with the pandemic. I mean, it's just so much. And I think that it's important that we give each other the space and the grace we need to say, this is a lot. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that I'm not a strong black woman, that I'm not a strong person. If I take a moment to say, I just need some time to decompress from all of this. Um, and it doesn't make us um, weak. And I also hope that we will get to a place as we begin to talk more about mental health, that we remember that mental health is health. Um, I say this a lot and I'm going to keep saying it just because it doesn't show up on an x-ray. Just because you can't see what's happening with my daughter on a scan. Just because it doesn't show up in her blood work doesn't mean it ain't there. <laughs> you know, what we're struggling with emotionally, mentally is still health. It can it can affect all parts of your life. And so just because it's not diabetes and it's not high blood pressure doesn't mean it's not real. And get and make no mistake, when your mental health is out of whack, it will affect your blood pressure. It can affect your diabetes, all of those things. So it's all intertwined. And I hope that we can stop, you know, separating it as though it's not as important, as though it's not the same thing. It is health, just like the, you know, cardiologist, just like the immunologist, just like the allergist. You go see all of those people for things that are going on. We need to go and see a therapist, a professional for our mental health as well. It's just as important. Um, and I am passionate about it because um, it was hard as the diagnoses became, you know, started to roll in for my daughter. And it was hard to get people to, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, you're just, you know, you just worry too much. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> um, and it was it was difficult, um, you know, and so I don't want somebody else to have to do that struggle too. I want them to know that uh, there are resources and it's okay to take advantage of them. If you have a job with an employee assistant program, look into it. Sometimes you can get a couple of sessions for free. 
Uh, there may be, um, you know, I think there are some places where they have it where you can look up for child care services. You know, maybe it's just finding somebody to clean your house a couple times a month so you don't have to do it. Whatever it is that can help lift you up, help you feel better, take that weight off of your shoulders. I am all for doing it. I'm all for looking into it, investing in your mental health the same way you get up every day and go for a walk or a run or you go exercise. You have to pour that into your mental health too. recognizing when something is troubling you and being willing and um, confident enough to say, hey, I'm struggling and I need help. And there is no shame in that. Um, and, uh, that's, it's just an important message to me in the month of May because we, um, recognize mental health. And, uh, when I see so many people feeling like they just don't have hope, can you imagine that to just no hope? And you hear the same thing. They were so, they seem to have it together. Um, you know, they seem so happy, you know, you hear all of those things because that's the face we put on for everybody else because we're afraid of what they're going to think if they knew that you know we cry for no reason or what appears to be no reason or we don't feel like we're worth worth being here or we feel like we're a burden and you feel like if you say it out loud people are going to say girl what are you talking about but it's there <laughs> and it needs to be acknowledged uh, and it needs to be dealt with and it needs to be um, brought out into the light and out into the open. Um, you know, there's a song, you know, songs speak to me. Um, if you didn't know that they do. Um, God speaks to me in song. And even as I'm talking to you all, there's a song that says, I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. It is his will. That every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. And that is so true. We need each other. We need to look out for each other. We need to watch out for each other. We need to encourage each other. When my girlfriend called me trying to give herself that pep talk, she needed me to tell her in that moment, sis, it is okay for you to say today is just not the day for me. I'm going to go through the motions but I'm just not feeling it and it's okay. And you don't have to do the stiff upper lip for me. It's okay to say, girl, this just is not working for me today. She needed me to say that for her, to give her the permission to stop giving herself this perpetual pep talk that wasn't working, you know? So try to be that bridge for somebody and I pray that when you need that bridge that stand in the gap that somebody will be there to do it for you because we truly need each other if we're gonna make it in this world I mean stuff is happening that I I mean I'm sure people you know stuff we never thought we would see is going on and the only way we're gonna make it is if we are there to help each other through it um and so that's it for me this one was kind of short But I just could not go through the month of May without acknowledging just how important a month it is in my life. Um, My daughter, my birthday, and my mental health. And so I hope that something that I said 
uh, will be helpful to you. Um, Think about a friend that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and give them a call. When somebody crosses your mind, don't say, oh, I'll, I'll call later. And then you forget if they come through your mind, if they if they cross your mind, pick up the phone right then and give them a call because you just don't know how important that moment might be to them to hear somebody say, how are you? And so I say that to all of you. How are you? Um, and if you need somebody to talk to, I say it all the time and I really mean it. Send me a message. DM me. You know, you need you, you need a, a, a sounding board. I'm here because we have to be here for each other if we're going to make it. And so I hope again um, that this was helpful to you. Um, I'm excited about the month of May. And I hope that you are too to all of my mothers. Happy, happy Mother's Day. I hope that it is restful and that it is beautiful and it is all that you want it to be. For all of my caregivers who are in the struggle, I see you in this month of May and I'm here for you and uh, know that it's going to be all right and know that um, this too shall pass and you're going to make it through Um, and happy birthday to me. (laughs) That's all the time we have for this episode. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about on In My Shoes, you know what to do. Hit me up at KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. That is KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. And until our next episode, be blessed.